The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. I will get to those stats later this hour. Mark Thiessen put together for his opinion piece in the Washington Post today about how incredibly unlikely it is that you get sick at all, and certainly how unlikely that you die from COVID if you've been vaccinated, how unlikely it is that your kids could possibly get it and die. I mean, it's just, it's like uh, getting struck by lightning while you hold a winning lottery ticket in your hand, unlikely. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But joining the Armstrong and Getty Show right now is a friend of the show, Mike Slater. You listen to him every day, noon to 3 on AM 760 in San Diego. If you're not in San Diego, uh, whether you know him or not, I don't know. Maybe you catch him on, what is this thing, Mike, the first? The first online TV networks on Pluto, Roku, Apple TV, everything, all streaming networks. So I'm looking at the publicity photo that they got here, and they got Buck Sexton on there, Dana Loesch, Bill O'Reilly, Jesse Kelly, and you. You're the only one that's smiling. Everybody else went with kind of a mysterious grimace sort of thing and you smile well they know. put me on the end too it's like, it's like that uh, debate where trump said look at you jab look at you you used to be in the middle and now you're falling <laughs> off the edge all right all right it's me barely on the scene <laughs> hey did you have you ever had josh rogan on from the washington post uh no is he the one who did that story that you're gonna talk about in a little bit uh no he uh we i just did like 20 minutes with him he's the oh, no. best guy out there on sticking it to china over this whole COVID origin thing, mm. he is so freaking good. So, and, and his main point was that, hey, uh, most of the scientists I talked to last week say Rand Paul's right, and Anthony, uh, Anthony Fauci is kind of doing a whole definition of what is is thing to try to keep himself out of trouble. Yeah, so good. We've been talking a lot on the show, and I think conservatives really, really need to understand the depths and reach of China's desire for global domination and how they're doing it with the Belt and Road Initiative and how they're doing it 
even socially, um, soft power through TikTok and other propaganda means throughout the world. It's insidious, and no one's paying attention to it. Well, this is my gift to you, Josh Rogan, because he is Beautiful. so good on all that stuff, and he's he's absolutely fantastic. And we were just talking about, so the uh, WHO has got this COVAX initiative where they're trying to get vaccines to people all around the world. China is doing zip on it, and we're doing everything. And I just wish the Biden administration would do a better job, of, and, and the media would do a better job of recognizing how we're such the good guys in so many stories, and China's yeah. such the bad guys. So in this COVAX thing that everybody in the world's supposed to be donating to, China has donated zero dollars and zero shots, where we have donated $4 billion, already 55 million shots, and have pledged 500 million more. Amazing. It is absolutely but amazing. But the WHO, exactly what we're talking about, they licked the boots of China the whole time they've been doing China's bidding, and that's China's goal, is to take over all these global institutions, whether it's the WHO, uh, the UN, uh, internet, like global internet uh, advisory boards, they are doing it with Chinese values and not American values. Jack, can I tell you one real quick thing about masks? I heard you talking about a second ago. Absolutely. Um, The drama in the Slater home is... Uh, my daughter, three and a half years old. God, she's three and a half now? Yeah, not crazy. Wow. She's so stinking cute. Oh, yeah. So, I believe, like, for around four is the perfect age for children. Mm. Now, I, I will I will babysit a four-year-old any, anywhere, <laughs> in America, anywhere in the world. You want me to come babysit your four-year-old? So freaking cute. Oh, yeah, old enough to talk to. Ah, just yep. fantastic. Like, self-sustainable yep, enough. Yep, you yep. don't have to change diapers, that thing. So she's been looking forward to months, months to go to ballet. Months. We finally got her in one. So all week, she's been excited to go to her first ballet lesson. Literally this morning, Jack, she wakes up. The first thing she says to me is, how many more sleeps? Right? <laughs> how many more naps? Like, how many more sleeps do I right. have until ballet? Like, yeah. was it now or is it after nap? Right. Oh, honey, it's after your nap. It's going to be so great. Last night, we got an email saying all kids are required to wear masks. So we have to mask our three-and-a-half-year-old daughter uh, which I find to be a monstrous imposition on anyone, let alone on a child, for all the reasons that every single person listening to your show now knows, uh, in order for our daughter to participate in ballet. And I don't know what we're going to do, because I'm not going to break my little daughter's heart and tell her she can't go today. And now i got to strap her up like she's some leper. <laughs> strap her up like a leper. You hate to do that. <laughs> so that's the drama today. Um, I got to see. I got the numbers right here. Since you brought it up, this is from Mark Thiessen in the in the Washington Post, but he is actually just going with uh, Johns Hopkins studies. So there have been six hundred thousand deaths in America, as we all know, of COVID. The number of uh, people under eighteen three hundred and thirty five. How many of those had cancer or something? And right, and they have no idea at the CDC whether they had, uh, you know, a, a, a comorbidity or anything like that at this point, whether they died because of COVID or uh, with COVID. And but three hundred three, even if it was straight out COVID, three hundred thirty-five out of six hundred thousand is such a nothing. It's unbelievable that we're we were acting the way we are. Anyway, um, you were a swimmer, were you not? Yes, in college. At a, all the way at a pretty high level. Uh, yeah, how much do you want me to brag? Uh, you, well, I want to... I, I, the truth is not bragging. You know, what? just... Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're NCAA level swimmer, you're a good swimmer. When I was 12, I swam next to Michael Phelps. How about that? Okay, that's what I was 12 there. That's my claim to fame in the pool. And, uh, and you're good enough to actually do it in college. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have some insight 
on this whole mental breakdown of Simone Biles? What's what's your take on that? Yeah, you never leave your team behind. You don't quit. How about that for my mental? Like, any human being can recognize whether you're a D1 athlete or you do the elliptical at the gym once every year. You don't quit. You keep going. Uh, now, I want to be very clear. I don't care about women's gymnastics at all. That's one of the common criticisms. I've gotten back. It's like, oh, Senator, why are you making such a big deal about this? I don't care about women's gymnastics. What this says about our country today and our culture mm. today and where we're going says a lot. And this is what matters because people are celebrating the fact that she quit. Yeah. So I'm looking at the two articles in the USA Today today. Um, uh, the headline at the top is, I have to do what's right for me. And then there are two different articles underneath. Some things are more valuable than gold. And uh, on how she did something so special for all of us. And then the article is, it's brave and simply human to protect themselves. You have made us so proud. And no! I'm, I'm just thinking, if Tom Brady quit during the halftime of the Super Bowl and said, everybody said I was the greatest and the pressure got to me, I don't think this is the reaction it would be. So I just think the it's interesting how we're treating a woman versus a man mm, that's during, good too. during this, this period of time where women and men are supposed to be the same. Oh, great point. I love this in the week. The headline is, Simone Biles' withdrawal is more impressive than winning. <laughs> You're like, wow. no. Wow. Like, no, that's definitely not more impressive. Hoda, who's like the Today Show host, and she's like the gymnastics liaison for NBC or whatever, she sent out this blowhardy tweet about how you've already won, Simone. And it's like, no, you have definitely not already won. In no, no stretch of the imagination did you already win. You quit. Your team, by definition, lost and You'd let your country down. I mean, listen, it's the Olympics. I don't really care. It's women's gender, whatever. But this is the, you don't quit. I don't know why we're even, this is ridiculous that people are like, oh, you know, you're such a hero. If you do a Twitter search for Simone Biles and the word redefine, you have all these people writing, oh, Simone, thank you for redefining what it means to be a champion. Oh, boy. Thank you for <laughs> redefining. Oh, boy. That's redefining a- strength and success and what it means to be a teammate. And I don't want to live in a country where losing is success, quitting is winning, right? Uh, b- uh, betraying your team is being a good teammate. Weakness is strength, and that's where we are today. That's why this matters. And, you know, back to my men versus women th- mm. theory on this is how they handle it. I think if Michael Phelps had quit and said, you know, the pressure of being the greatest and being all the ads had gotten to me, I think all the stories would be about what a head case he is. Yeah. And not, and not about what a champion he is. Well, especially if he did it behind the blocks right before he was about to jump into the pool, right? It'd be one thing if, if Simone two months ago said, you know what, I can't take it, I got the yips, and, um, you know, I just, I don't want to, it's dangerous or whatever. We'd be like, oh, lame, but okay, at least you get someone else a chance. But to do it in the middle of the competition, uh, that's pathetic, and we should not be celebrating it at all. It, it should be defined as one of the greatest fall from graces. I can't, in sports history, I can't think of a single instance of any other Olympic athlete ever quitting Except for a, a, a physical injury. But even then, you don't quit. Remember Carrie Shrug, oh, yeah. 1996? Yeah. She broke her ankle, continued to do the vault. Landed There's, on one foot, won the gold medal. Totally. Like We love that, of course. In, innate in us, we love the overcoming. But that's our culture today, victimhood. We, we used uh, to celebrate overcoming obstacles, and now we celebrate not overcoming ooh, obstacles. That's, I, that's hurting me. That's hurting me. Yeah, I can't even is the, the expression. To, I can't even. And she couldn't even, and we're supposed to celebrate that, and I can't be a part of that. That's an interesting point. I uh, text line, what do you think of that? 415-295-KFTC. Um, so, when, like, when you're at the height of your taking swimming seriously, 
Like how many hours a day or a week or whatever would you practice? Oh, uh, t- uh, four. Three or four hours in the pool every day, two in the a morning, day. two at night. Yeah. Four hours a day. Yeah, we'd swim. We'd probably swim 12 to 15,000 yards. So that's 10,000 yards is seven miles a day. Oh, my God. Yeah, you just that's swim all the time. Incredible. And I, w- I was D1, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't these guys. Like these guys, it's extremely difficult. There was actually a little vignette they played before um, she competed. And she looked very sad, and she was talking about how she's old, and injuries are hard, and it's difficult. And my wife and I both saw it, looked at each other, and we're like, oh, this is, like, she's not in a good headspace. There's no doubt about that. And what these people have to do. But if you're going to do it, you do it. To be the best, it's a high cost. It's a cost that most people aren't willing to spend, and I would advise most people not to do, actually. I don't know if you want to be the best in the world at a thing. No, I I would, yeah, absolutely. If Joe was here, he'd tell this to one of his favorite stories, (laughs) and I forget who said it. It's, um... Somebody said to a, a great piano player, one of the greatest of all time, and I don't remember who it was, but I'd give my life to play the piano like that. And he said, I did. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, that's very, very true. If if you pick a sport, musical instrument or whatever, do I want to put in the time in my entire life to be as good as them? I actually don't. <laughs> that's, no. I really actually don't. Even if I had the talent to do it, I actually don't. No, you give up your family. Right, and it, it, let's just even do money. Right? Do you want to be the richest? Do you want to be super, super rich? Well, you're working 100 hours a week, mm-hmm. and your kids hate you. So, congratulations, you have a nice car. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not worth it. It's totally not worth the cost at all. Tiger Woods, right? Tiger Woods, best in the world. His dad, his dad, and him had a safe word. The it was uh, enough. If you said the word enough, Tiger, because his dad was so abusive. Uh, emotionally abusive to him that if Tiger Woods ever said the E word, they called it the E word. That was the safe word to knock it off. And he never used it. And his dad and him had a horrific relationship, even wow. though it's portrayed as a, as a great father son relationship. Um, and then he, you know, you, you know, the rest, everyone knows the rest of the story. Like he's found almost dead all the time in his car yeah. from all the pills and everything. But <laughs> you want to be the best golfer in the world? Like, no, I'd rather be as good at Jack at the go- at golf. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Especially we always talk about that with the spelling bee. Would I trade yeah. my summers as a kid to be the national? Not even close. Yeah. That's interesting. Now listen, if you're going to do it, you do it to the end. That's the other thing, right? So if you're going to be Simone Biles and you make the choice to take a spot away from another girl on the team and to take the weight of the country on your shoulders and all that stuff, you do it. You do it, and we will cheer you on. You don't quit. Now, if she fell or or failed or missed or slipped or whatever, we would still lift her up as like, ah, oh, bummer, like you didn't do it, but it's okay. You tried. We can't live in a country where we celebrate people who don't even try. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So in San Diego, you know him, Mike Slater. He's on noon to three on AM 760 nationally. Uh, you catch him on TV. I see you popping up on shows now and then. Where else do we catch you, Mike Slater? Um, My website's mikeslater.locals.com because I try not to be on the socials too much, but gotcha. Yeah, that that's one interesting thing about the Simone Biles thing is is how much of it was the social media that got in her head. And I can't believe her coaches even let her look at social uh, media. Let me go one step further. This is my, my we'll go one deeper. Uh, Naomi Osaka, you familiar with her? Yep. The tennis player? Yeah. So she's all into this like whole mental health thing, and she dropped out of one of the tennis grand slam French tournaments. Yep. There you go. Because she didn't want to do the media. And I kind of defended her, because I think those media post-match press conferences are really stupid and pointless. So I defended her for that. But then she keeps dropping out of stuff because her mental health. Apparently, Simone Biles, this is the New York Times, Simone Biles watched a documentary that Osaka did on mental health. And I think that knocked her out. I think that messed with her brain. And she's like, she like identified with Osaka too much and became a quitter. I thought, so I blame her coaches for letting her get anywhere near social media, as you said, and also near Osaka. She's a virus. Osaka's a virus. You got to stay six feet away. <laughs> so, uh, at all times. Mike Slater, who likes to criticize young women on the line with us. <laughs> That's obviously um, <laughs> a, abuse victim. That's the one I get too. Like, don't you know she was a victim of sexual abuse? It's like, okay, like, did she forget that until she was right behind the vault or something? She just remembered that she was. That's what took her out. Give me a break. So, what's your hot take on the January 6th hearing? Uh, okay, I got a hot take and I got a conspiracy theory. Which are you interested in? Uh, both. Uh, let's do conspiracy theory. I thought I was red pilled, and then I read the story about the governor of Michigan, uh, the the kidnapping plot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how 
there's this whole plot, and everyone makes a movie up in their head about how how she was kidnapped and going to be kidnapped, like it's some like Nick Cage movie or something, right? And there were, it turns out there were 12 FBI informants for, for six arrests. So it's like somewhere much closer to 12 FBI informants and some guy who just wanted free pizza in a, like a giant <laughs> entrapment setup, right? So it's like, oh, well, hold on. If the left wants to paint, a, a draw a direct line from the kidnapping plot of Governor Whitmer to the riot, the insurrection on January 6th, okay, let's draw it. How many FBI informants were there? How many FBI informants were at the January 6th riot? Uh, that, that'd be a good thing, and I wonder if that'll come out of that hearing or not. <laughs> Probably no not. No chance. Uh, Sorry, that's my, that's my conspiracy theory take. I'm, I'm going deep into that with Glenn Greenwald. Well, what I was hoping for earlier, I wish we could have, uh, and it would take the right makeup of the committee, and neither the Republicans or the Democrats want to do it, but I wish we could get up there and have some uh, sort of a kumbaya say, hey, how about we all agree? Antifa doesn't beat police, BLM doesn't beat police, and uh, and whoever those guys were at the Capitol don't beat police. We just don't beat police. And, like, can we all agree on that? No. Just, just to have one point of agreement. No, I can't do it, because this has to be used as a manipulative tool to make every one of your listeners, Jack, uh, a insurrectionist. And i I, I got to get people to see that, to them, you are an insurrectionist. You are a domestic terrorist. You are a white supremacist. If you want, do you own a gun? You're a right wing militia member. Whenever they talk about domestic terrorists being the biggest threat to the American homeland, they're talking about you. So it's getting to be kind of like the whole uh, white thing or institutional racism. So yeah. we're, we're all. Oh, it's insidious. It's everywhere. You're, you're a white right wing militia member in waiting. You're, you're ready. You're just ready to erupt at any moment. Uh, so we need to crack down on you before it becomes uh, a problem, before there's an outbreak. Um, that's how that always goes. Hey, we got 20 seconds. Plug another thing, because since you're uh, kind enough to come on. Uh, uh, Slater Radio on Twitter, MikeSlater.Locals.com. And, how about your uh, book? Oh, yeah, How to Change Someone's Mind and Imagine Jack and the History Kids is my kid's book. It's awesome. Imagine mm-hmm. Jack and the History Kids. That is a cool book for your kids. Mike, I really appreciate you coming on today. You're a good man, Jack. Thank you, bro. It was nice of you. Yeah, he was a Division One swimmer. So he would know something he's talking about, about competing at a high level. Uh, more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.